<laughs> what? Why would they only bring two boxes? Because those things go so fast. Oh, so you mean it's... they probably started out with a hundred, like yeah, three houses before Elliot. Elliot's house yeah. first. Well, and and this other kid I remember a few years before uh, was selling chocolates or chocolate covered almonds or whatever the fuck it is, and uh, and he came to the door and he was and I was like, okay, well I'll take two boxes, and he's like, I, I have four left and that's it for me and I'm done. I'm like, all right, I'll take all four then. <laughs> he's like, you didn't want to be, and and then I closed the door and immediately went, I bet you ten dollars this kid's got. 12 more boxes in his dad's fucking car right now and i just got owned for two extra boxes this kid is brilliant and i'm not even mad anymore (laughs) they could have shown up with 101 boxes in elliot i'm like why didn't they why didn't you have 102 (laughs) anyway anywho are you ready are you ready are you ready i'm ready are you ready are you ready okay yep three two one welcome everybody once again to another episode of geezer and i don't know how to say this geezers and the kids i'm an old man i have wrinkles in my forehead you're an old soul and a young body (laughs) so we'll just kind of stick with that yeah i think that's fair get our back Oh, I can't. Like, I'm kind of low key waiting for that kind of scenario that I can yell at kids when I'm 60. I, I sprayed a woman with my hose once. Yeah, um, you did. Uh, back when I had a house. A couple times. Back when I had a. <laughs> yeah, but this time she didn't ask for it. Well, I had a. Oh. I used to have a corner lot, and yeah. um, there was like a, a few big trees in the corner, and this one woman just decided one day to cut right across my lawn like against the flower bed and then down my driveway and i saw her out of the side window go between the first tree so i was just like this isn't going down <laughs> i went out to the back turned my hose on and it, it was one of those like rubbery ones that like shrinks up and then just expands when it's full so i didn't need to worry about untangling it i just opened the back door opened the garage door ran turned it on started spraying her said what the fuck do you think you're doing and then she's like, oh, I'm going for a walk. Wow. And I was like, well, if you're going for a walk, why are you taking a fucking shortcut? Get off my fucking lawn. And I just kept spraying her all the way back to where she came from. Oh, man. Just like full. That was a full commit, too. If you ran through the house to, to kind of get it. Like, this woman's not getting. She's not getting off scot-free on this one. <laughs> Showed on just in my boxers. Full man move. <laughs> <laughs> if you had like yeah. a really dirty old terry cloth robe <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't grab it in time but i did <laughs> Amazing. oh my goodness so uh no guests this week just the three of you know us we do we're wow okay. like like we have a plan at least we have a plan we do have a plan this is uh, i have to i have to admit with with alex coming on board we're definitely more prepared I think than we ever were. Before. It has nothing to do with we're him, just, though. Well, he's he's. What are you talking about? Well. It's, not, it's definitely not Blake. <laughs> no, if it was up to Blake, we'd still be the same way that we always were. So uh, Alex is definitely uh, a, a revelation for us. I feel in our in our uh, ability to plan a little bit more and be a little quasi prepared, I guess, which is good. So, uh, but yeah, it's still. Still just the three of us. Um, 
I wanted to hop right into something. <clears throat> oh God, um, don't hop. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> oh, well, let's, okay. Let's talk about me hurting myself. Oh, two That's feet a, per step. Two feet I, I per do, step. I do have to, to bring up uh, a bit of a story of an experience that happened to me yesterday. I have been um, gently trash talking. <laughs> Oh, I know. The, uh, and, and maybe not so gentle. Um, the 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 daughter of so this is going to sound really really long and drawn out. The daughter of my wife's best friend's boyfriend. So we'll go that route. So my wife's best friend, her boyfriend's okay. daughter. So I get yeah, it. it's like my my cousin's best friend's niece's third cousin's brother. It's Blake's pulling out some legal pads to record yeah. this or something. Like, what is he doing? He's going, <laughs> he's going to court tomorrow. No, that's where he keeps his snacks. <laughs> he, brings, he brings that to work. Yeah, that's what he took to that snack store instead of a grocery bag. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so um, she uh, is, I think, now I think like 19 years old. Um, I'd been trash talking her over the course of, I would say the last three to four years. Um, she, she, uh, she played, played hockey when she was younger, uh, and was pretty good. And just because I'm a giant asshole, I would chirp her up constantly about, yeah, well, you're, yeah, you're a good hockey player, but you're still nowhere near as fast as I am on this, on the ice. And tried to make it sound like I could beat her in any race with, you know, probably skating backwards and not having to skate fast and all this kind of good stuff. So she would always be like, okay, yeah, let's race. Because she knows that she can beat me. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, going to say, let's recap here. Elliot. <laughs> yes. I'm super old. Player. Yes. To exactly. So, so she's like, absolutely, I'm on board. Let's go. And I would do what every good old person would do. And I found excuses and reasons not to have a race every single year. <laughs> At first, I didn't even have skates. So there's a good reason to not, not do anything. <laughs> I, uh, it, it, uh, I got skates, um, but then I got them. Oh, I got them too late in the year. So things are starting to melt. So we can't do it and it's whatever. And then, and then one year it was like super, super cold and we could never really get outside to go and do everything. Cause nobody wanted to go outside when it was minus 49 or whatever it was. So every time she brought it up, I said, yep, yeah, let's do it. And then she would say something and I would find an excuse. That's well, so funny. I ran out of excuses. Well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I got I got brand new skates. Uh, I am going to use this as part of the reasoning behind everything because I, it was the second time I've worn these skates. So you oh, know, that's why super... you lost. Yeah, yeah. So so spoilers. Yes, I did definitely lose this race. Oh, yeah. um, it wasn't that yet. Sorry, yeah. I should have let there be a it be a surprise. No, 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 no. I don't think sitting don't in think suspense, wondering if no. Elliot beat the hockey player in a race or not. No, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely didn't. Uh, it wasn't even close. Uh, we had to restart the race because I my, my yeah, I definitely fell. <laughs> 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 I took oh. like four four strides, and my fat ass was going faster than my legs or my legs are growing faster than my body and I just went and slid straight forward like this and I cleared about a two and a half foot wide by about 10 12 foot long nice clean patch of ice at the St. Patel duck pond it was yeah so uh I 
even though there's video evidence of it not to be true, I said that she tripped me <laughs> and, and whatever else. Um, and I'm using all sorts of other excuses as to why I lost. The ice is really soft. It's uneven. Yeah, that was the first thing you texted yeah. me. Well, yeah, like the ice was really soft. I'm like, oh, yeah. were you both it, skating on the same surface? She must have been on a different skating rink. She was. She was, absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, better. Yeah. So all, all in all, she it, it, it wasn't even close. I, I kind of gave up. We skated around. There's a little island kind of in the middle. We skated around this island, basically, is what the extent of the race was it probably took 20 30 seconds to get around it at full speed for a normal person and probably took me about four hours to get around it <laughs> so um i lost badly uh my pride is mostly intact purely because i was in a win-win in my opinion um i should lose there's no question however had i won it would have been really bad for her so I also told her that I let her win just for her ego. So we'll, Does she we'll still play hard? That's no. funny. No, she she stopped playing. I think COVID kind of ended her. Also, oh, not her, that long ago. Her, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, she like, <laughs> I I don't think she played she? last year. She fucking killed me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like off out of the blocks. Like, I mean, she had a she took a better angle right from the start than I did. Like, I made a mistake by going out farther, but I don't think it really would have mattered. Oh, you um, took the wide was, line. I wish she, I would have been there. She had me by about 10, 12 feet within four strides. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was I was sucking her dust all the way all the way around this whole thing. And it was yeah. So um and then uh the this morning I woke up and like my my I'll say ab because I don't have abs. They're underneath all of this. But I like I'm sore. My stomach hurts. <laughs> and I'm not, one lap. I think I, I think I exerted myself too much skating. Probably. <laughs> That's so funny. So yeah. Uh, if anybody needs some skates, I have uh, skates that I'd like to sell because I don't feel <laughs> work. That's not true. That's funny. <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, I'm. Uh, it was. It was a beautiful day yesterday. We had a lot of. We had a good time. Uh, I'm. I'm perfectly fine with being the brunt of of jokes and and this kind of thing so it was good it was a good time anyway um got that so out of the way. you got that out of the way just because i felt like it was necessary um we all know politicians are an interesting bunch to a certain extent they can be loved they can be more often than not hated um and every once in a while something happens and i wish i could find the actual picture of this because i haven't seen it i've just read this story um the president of mexico posted something very interesting recently that makes you wonder if somebody is this certain about this situation should they be in power of a relatively large nation <laughs> let's be real is the president of mexico really in charge of mexico probably not this also very true. <laughs> so the mexican president andreas manuel lopez obrador well done posted uh thank you i probably killed it but wasn't even close but whatever there's probably like rolled r's and shit that i yeah said. oh yeah all of them just assume they're all rolled yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, he posted a, a photo on his social media 
that he is saying for sure is something that he called an alux, A-L-U-X-E. And in the Mexican uh, language culture, culture, I guess, what an alux is, is a mythological woodland spirit similar to an elf. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. I found an Oompa Loompa. Yeah, like, a mischievous <laughs> woodland spirit in Mayan folklore. Did I want to know how hair? he escaped. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, again, uh, I don't know that, but it says the nighttime photo shows a tree with a branch forming what looks like a halo of hair and what may be stars forming the figure's eyes. I feel like Mr. Obrador was consuming something. <laughs> consuming some of the local delicacies. Our, uh, delicacies? Uh, yeah, it had a couple Coronas. and uh, so I wasn't thinking Coronas, but okay. So if this... If... if, if if you were somebody that really liked your whomever president premise or whatever, and, and they were good, they did things right. And as well as right as, as, as they could, if, if something like this came up, would you lose faith or would you just go, yeah, well, fuck it. He had a, he had a good night. And remember there's people that still think Donald Trump should be president. So (laughs) in Canada, in Canada, (laughs) also true. That's also true. So, yeah, I, I feel like I would lose a little bit of faith, I think, in, in this type of situation unless hundred oh, percent. Yeah. I mean I don't know enough about him obviously for, for this to, to kind of go, but unless uh, like have there been previous sightings of these little thingies? Yeah, like that's well, I just feel like I don't know enough. If this is the first one, because if this is the first one, then he's definitely just being weird, you know. Like it's it, it they talk about traditional mayan beliefs there these these creatures are small mischievous creatures that inhabit forests and fields and are prone to playing tricks on people like hiding things some people leave small offerings to appease them so i'm going to make some assumptions that people probably do see them or think that they see them again if we're talking about this nighttime photo with a branch that just happened to be at the right angle with some stars in the sky. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, 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 optical illusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, for that one there, like, it, like, like I said, or like you said, it kind of adds a little bit to the story that it's the fucking president. Say, like, don't you feel like yeah. if you were in that position, you'd be like, maybe I just won't share this, you know? <laughs> like, maybe I'll just keep my mouth shut. Or, or his people. That's what I mean. Like someone has to be paid to like I don't know. That's funny. So I wanna see if um Obrador uh Luke's go. Can I find a picture? Okay. Oh, so like with any good uh, creature sighting, it's super clear. Oh, yeah. Tell me more. Taken with a potato. Yeah. <laughs> right? So here, I'm just, because it, it's not really going to go very well 
So I'm just going to send it to you. Here's here's the picture that I was able to find. So you guys can be the judge of what we're seeing here. <laughs> I mean, like K fucking like a little creepy, but like see, like that could just be another fucked up Mexican in the tree. <laughs> He's he's really sampled the wares, right? Like all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, he works he's, at the plant down the road. <laughs> he's he's done he's done all of the drugs available. <laughs> legal and illegal. It does one hundred percent look like a person in a tree though. It could, yeah, absolutely. Like it's like just, yeah, like you can yeah. see the it also leg. looks like Eddie from the number of the beast cover. It does. <laughs> there you go. What there is you <laughs> So well, there we are. You can kind of uh, see like his right leg down below the tree there. Yeah. Like I yeah. see it. Yeah. But I wouldn't and we'll talk we'll, about we'll it. We'll try probably. to we'll try to remember once once this uh, episode gets fully released. We'll try to remember to uh to post this picture uh on our various socials so people can see what we're talking about. And <laughs> you can be the judge. <laughs> you can have a poll. See we'll have a poll that all that all 10 people will respond to. Three of them will be us. So there we go. It's more than 10. <laughs> so there That's we are. Um, what else you got? You guys watch? So the there's... Alex watches The Office. One of my favorite episodes is when they're dancing in the hotel room. And she's like, what else you got? And, oh, and Andy rips open his beanbag. Yeah, and then he does a, the splits. And then she goes, what else you got again? <laughs> screaming anyways carry on i say I'm, that to I'm her pretty... all the time what else you got <laughs> i'm sure she says that to you way more um <laughs> will she find it funny <laughs> i'm not even gonna touch that one <laughs> carry on so i i feel like we've had conversations uh on on the show at least blake and i in the past where things have washed ashore um, that were strange and odd. A yeah. lot of the times we've we've referenced probably drugs. Um, you know, like a a bag of weed rolls, well, like a large bag of weed rolls up on shore randomly. Yeah. Um, this has taken has has gone to a whole new scale. Uh, in in France, in the English Channel, in between England and France, in that area of France, um some some drugs came ashore some <clears throat> some it's um, gonna be like two times <clears throat> i was gonna say i, I feel this <laughs> this is gonna be dumb <laughs> they uh, well they the, the 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 article does state while packages of drugs wash up once or twice a year on beaches in in the region where this was found uh which was the, uh near the town of Revey, r-e-v-i-l-l-e on the con Cotentin Peninsula. Him pronouncing Spanish and French no. makes these it's two not. stories worth it just on their own. <laughs> right? Just to Not pretend. pretend. That, yeah, exactly. It's probably legit. Um, so apparently this does happen. Uh, they're not sure if they fell from a ship. It's kind of like fell off the back of a truck. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, or... God just dropped them for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if they were intentionally... Yeah, intentionally floated up to the shore for traffickers to pick up. That they're not sure this this is a, a a new story. So hopefully I'll hear some more about it and I can give you some updates down the road. But 
Um, yeah, so 850 kilograms. 1,875 pounds. Say that again. Is what? 850 kilograms. 1,875 pounds. pounds. Holy fuck. Of nuggets. cocaine. They're saying this is essentially a ton of cocaine. Give me a street value. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give a full on street value, but it's more than $7, is my guess. Oh, let's do the math here. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Based on what I was buying three weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. yes. we got to adjust for inflation. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Wow, I can't believe you're trying like to like one point three million. It's got to be. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure if I googled a little bit more of this exact story or whatever else, but um, it's so much cocaine. That's a lot of fucking coke, man. Packaged really well, I might add. I'm assuming because you would think that if, if water hit it, well, then it just becomes crack. <laughs> Not quite plague. That's I don't think. Works, right? I don't think. I don't think that's, that's the how they do it in the movies. <laughs> right? Yeah, they just mix some seawater to it. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Then so they boil it, and then it becomes crack. It's the microorganisms that make it the crack from the seawater. <laughs> yeah, so that's, the, that's how the real dealers do it cheap like there's there's no there's no way that this was found by the authorities in the first place right like somebody was walking their fucking dog along the beach and went oh tripped on it oh that looks like a ton of blow it actually what is this and then and and then so like was there a point right at the beginning this person went Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go starts be. going through their phones. Okay, who can help me with like, this? <laughs> who, can, who can I offload this? Everyone to? has one person in their phone that can help them with something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then, but then we've all seen the movie, right? It's like so this person finds it and is like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a million dollars." And then the cartel starts seeing shit and hearing shit, and then yeah, they die. Finally. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I've seen Bad Boys, right? Like, right. Dude, this dude took the one thing of drugs and anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> I would like to think that my first instinct would be to make sure that the authorities were called like immediately on this one. Cause you don't also want to be that guy that finds it doesn't do anything right away. And then the authorities come to you well, and go, Hey, so <laughs> well, the real question that. is, do I have a backpack? <clears throat> <laughs> A That's backpack? a big backpack for a ton. Do of I have seventy five? Well, backpacks. I mean, you're obviously not going to take the whole ton, but if you take two keys, that's quite a bit, you know. That's true. That's true. That's true. valid. Personal use. Um, <laughs> speaking of drugs, oh god, what else you got? The what else you got? Let's let's go stateside, shall we? And let's go to California. California. So police are, have have put up a public service announcement in the area of the Santa Cruz wharf, boardwalk, pier, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Wow, even English places you're not that good with, eh, Elliot? I was going to say. <laughs> Oh. It says that well, no. It says that it's it's the Santa Cruz in in Santa Cruz around the beach and wharf areas. So we'll go with that. Okay. That there's been somebody wandering around in that area. That they're 
telling people to be careful of. And that apparently this person is has been known to to terrorize people so snap pictures at your own risk is what they're kind of saying and maybe just don't fucking do it and i i like i liked this guy when i was a kid i thought he was uh he was fun but when you see it in this manner it's a little terrifying Is that a green Barney? It's no, no, it's Cookie Monster. It's Cookie Monster. Oh, there it is. It's somebody dressed up in a Cookie Monster costume that is harassing people in Santa Cruz. (laughs) I don't know. That's kind of funny. But it's it's what are you doing though? Like how how what's the level of harassment? Because then that dictates the level of funny also. Well, uh, hang on, I'm gonna just share this so you guys can see it up close because it's it's disturbing like i liked cookie monster when i was a kid i thought he was funny he ate cookies really fast he made funny he talked funny so it was it was it was good okay so remember a few years ago when the clowns were a thing Mm -hmm. that scared the ever-living fuck out of me i actually thought that i was gonna like go down to my car at night or something and there's going to be like a clown standing in the middle of the parking lot at my apartment complex or like this was a re- don't laugh this was a real fear i was laughing at cookie monster yeah so i hope so not my misery things have just wheels have started turning don't do that. You're gonna <laughs> carry, carry carry on with your conversation and uh alex and i will have another conversation away from you <laughs> oh my god and taking mental <laughs> notes. Do it to your child. Yeah, that'll fuck you, that'll fuck with you even more. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. No. Uh, okay. So this so, is less go, harmful, yeah. in my opinion, is where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing I'm just realizing, and I can't believe I missed this, oh God. is the name of the gentleman in the suit. They do know who this person is, and he shares a name with a fairly well-known Hollywood actor. Okay. It's not the same person. <sighs> Holy shit. Is his name Brad Pitt or something? No, no, it's even better. Because I can also envision this person actually doing it just to fuck with people. Ooh, okay, let's have three guesses first. Okay. Because well, if you if you I, think this person could be doing it, then this narrows it down to, well not narrows it down but there could be some funny guesses here hmm. i'll make one guess okay some steve something O. steve <laughs> no not steve oh, i thought <laughs> it was steve yeah i'm all out of guesses johnny depp <laughs> no does johnny depp have a track record of fucking with kids no, but he does the nice things for the hospitals and stuff. Valid, so he gets bored Fair sometimes, and I don't know. So the the Santa Cruz Police Department have received calls and emails from people who say he's creepy, and his presence and comments make them uncomfortable. <laughs> Fuck. Based on Adam Sandler's history across the country. <laughs> Oh my god. That's funny. Like 
advises the public not to engage with this individual and steer clear from him. <laughs> oh. uh, reiterated the comments uh, that Sandler is widely known for antagonistic antics in tourist locations. Wharf <laughs> businesses have witnessed and complained that he's yelling and irrationally acting out towards customers. Like it could really be the real Adam Sandler. Cause like I could see him do this. <laughs> like, I hope he makes a skit about this. Right. That's like fun. they're yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. this is prime opportunity for him to make another <laughs> skit. Oh, and of course, because it's America, Sandler does not work for the city of Santa Cruz and that he is exercising his first amendment rights. Of course. However, they are urging anyone who is a victim to come forward and blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Oh, that's funny. Sandler has a troubled cross country reputation as a Sesame street knockoff character. Uh, he did it in Central Park in an Elmo costume. Got arrested. What a dick, you know? Yeah. Kind of funny, though. Got arrested. <laughs> Got arrested. Apparently, he also told the New York Times that year, this was in 2012, he told the New York Times that year that he was arrested and deported from Cambodia for running a pornography website. This guy's, this guy's getting more and more interesting as we go along. Yeah, no kidding. This guy. So the last thing I want to talk about is um, is something that's not weird or creepy or odd or drug fueled. Why are we talking about it? Liar. Uh, well, exactly. You're a so, liar. I'm not sure where exactly this woman is from. It's okay. We'll uh, wait. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I think she's in a, in the states because it talks think, about or you know. I think we'll just go with that. Anyway, so um, riveting journalism over here. This this woman, uh, the story starts in 2007 when she got a new job and friends pitched in and bought her at the time a brand new iPhone. Wow. Okay, so first Nothing generation you've iPhone. You've ever bought me a fucking iPhone, so no. Why would we? Her friends, her friends like her. <laughs> yeah, you have a job, Blake. Yeah, exactly. So Do did she. She just started it, though. So maybe she hadn't been working. So she decided um, that she wasn't going to use this new smartphone because she had just got a new non-smartphone at, the, at that point in time, and a she was happy phone. with it. She didn't want to switch over to a new uh, from Verizon to AT&T. She didn't want to do any of that. So she just left the phone and never touched it. Okay. Now, fast forward oh God, 16 years worth? later, she had it fully sealed, eight gig, first generation, never been opened out of the box. Oh my like, How many digits? Full. How many digits? Zeros. I need zeros. In, in, in what they got at an auction for this thing? Yeah. How Is many digits? Yeah, don't think, read Just it. Just say the number. <laughs> Five digits. Five. Okay. Really? So uh, $17,000. $23,000. Oh, you guys aren't even fucking close. $87,000. Well, let's not go excessive. So um, she thought that she might have, she might have the, like a, find, 
collectors may find this valuable. Her hunch was right when she brought it to appraisers at the show where it sold and had it estimated at $5,000. Okay, so she got five Gs. Oh, like, okay, I was like, Elliot, that's not five know? digits. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but the results of an online auction shattered all expectations when her iPhone sold for $63,356.40. Wow. That's insane. Say that number again. $63,356.40. Yo, my 80-something was closer than my 17-something, and you said the 80-something was stupid, so fuck you. Well, (laughs) I I kind of referenced that your lowball bid there at first was really low. Your lowball. A hundred times more than its original cost. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So to this day, I am still very upset with my mother for making me sell my Pokemon cards at a garage sale. You don't use them anymore. Yeah, well, I could be rich now, mom. So the bidding started at $2,500 and ratcheted up quickly during 27 rounds that Jesus. there were 10 bidders competing for the phone, which Jesus. ultimately went How many to people unnamed individual iPhone one. And that's actually pretty crazy because if you think <clears> of there's <throat> 27 bids, that went up by like pretty big increments. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently similar factory sealed first editions have sold uh, last August and October for 35000 and 39000 respectively. Wow. There you go. Someone so if you if you have something that you think might be worth something, hang on to it for a little bit longer than you think. And <laughs> like Pokemon cards, kit. Like Pokemon cards. Damn it, kit. That's all I got. Oh boy. So yeah. Um we alluded uh, a few weeks ago um that Alex was on a bit of a an audition. <laughs> that we were the only ones calling it an audition ongoing, um, ongoing. and it's gonna go and, on forever yeah and and alex i mean he you're you're definitely uh definitely one of us now <laughs> you have a one of us <laughs> so Wolf when we Street, anyone no okay when we first what is that a movie oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite thing like again, I, I'm never gonna watch that movie just because I know it annoys you so much. I hate. Oh, that. it's so good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I bet you it is. I bet you I would really really enjoy it, but yeah, I, I don't want to watch it because it makes him so angry that I haven't seen it. Do you know what you could also do? Hmm. Watch it and watch completely it and misquote me? the shit out of it because then that would probably bother him more. No, I would have a lot of fun with that. I would thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah. If I could sit and just have a full conversation with someone quoting Wolf of Wall Street, I'd do it. Incorrectly, though. Oh, that, well, and I find I it the incorrectly part. That yeah. pissed me it's off. Misquoting it constantly. Yeah. Oh, you know what Erica said to me the other day? I was talking. This is a few weeks ago. She says, "You don't think that Jordan Belfort was a good guy, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, no, I don't." <laughs> She's like, "Okay, just making sure." Yeah, I I know that I could watch it and just not tell you and just keep it in my mind and all that kind of stuff. But it just it would I would know it would Did you know I what I mean? Know. Like it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. So like oh, and and I whatever. really enjoy You're the one sharing. Missing out here. So 
I really enjoy sharing gifts uh, incorrectly with him, <laughs> with of of him, and just knowing that I know exactly what movie this is from, and and or, or I'll quote, I'll, I'll make a comment about the Basketball Diaries, and I'll send a video of that movie instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Anyway, we actually have anyway. a plan here today. We do. So well, when we when we started to getting to when when we started out, uh, well, you brought up the Wolf Wall Street, and it's your own fault. Um, when we started doing this, yeah, I did. You're right. A couple of years back, um, we had an uh, our first episode. We kind of did some talking about ourselves, just to kind of let people know what what we're all about and where we came from and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, this and date I feel also like happens to be our most listened to episode, I believe. The very first one. Yeah, and then people decided, holy fuck, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Yeah, like, those are stupid losers. Well, and and I mean, again, with our lack of knowledge and audio quality being very, very, very poor. Yeah, I was on a uh, gaming headset, I think. Or I was on. No, you had. Oh, yeah, AirPods. no, you did have some use sort AirPods. Of, I don't know. You used something, and it was just it was bad. And I had huh. like I had my work headset, and it was also really shitty. So I, I figure, or we figured, uh, let's let's uh, let's let Alex give us some insight into his glorious existence. <laughs> so much more entertaining some... than ours, too. By the way, <laughs> I'm willing to bet. Uh, we we've uh, again, as we uh, as I kind of alluded to, uh, we we've been kind of chatting a little bit um, and and getting some ideas as to kind of what Alex is all about. And I'm very much intrigued by a couple of different things uh, that we're going to talk about today um, by just getting small little tidbits of, hey, let's, we should talk about this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's do this. So um, Alex, I, I mean, I know, I know that you and I met purely through this, uh, uh, I guess, about a year ago, eight months ago. You came on at one point, I think last summer. Yeah, us. I think it was about a year ago. Yeah. We haven't even... And I know... Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's, I mean, whatever. I'm really short and I'm fat. So, but I know that uh, you are friends with Blake, and that's how, like, Blake brought it to our attention about uh, about you, and you had some cool pursuits that we wanted to discuss back then. And and uh, so you... when When did you meet Blake? How long ago was that why did you decide that you wanted to continue talking to him because realistically you i i said this to to, to erica before i said this to erica before uh she married blake that you know at you, my you still have time i think i did it at the wedding you yeah. still have time you haven't said yes yet. <laughs> you, have, you have time to run still like you can get away from this person that's funny i don't so, even know what it would have been it would have been like grade six or grade seven, no, grade six or grade five for me. And Blake's a year older than me. So whatever yeah. year that would have been. I feel because, like it was like uh, junior high, which is like grade seven for me. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, one of my neighbors was a very good friend of Blake, or still is actually. Still is. I and don't then, publicize that. Actually, both of them. Yeah. I won't name drop yeah. them, but. Both of them. So yeah, I met my neighbor and then we became friends and then I met his friends, which were all of Blake's friends. And then I inevitably met Blake. I was kind of just the two guys that I'm talking about were both in my wedding party. 
so they're very good <laughs> friends of mine. But then we kind of had like I think it was must have been once we were like because I think about it like one of the biggest things we connected on was music, mm-hmm. and I didn't start really listening to metal until high school. So we were talking about this when we were planning this episode, trying to figure out the timeline. And I don't think we're actually going to nail you, it down. I don't think yeah, we will. You got very angry with, 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 with Alex. I got angry. You're, certain, you're well, not like Blake angry, which is not really that angry. No. <laughs> it's yeah, just loud. <laughs> as long as you're not, as long as you're not cutting him off while he's driving, he never really gets angry. That I, that at least yeah, that I really The road rage is real. I'm like, not even going to yeah. try to defend that. Yeah, that's funny. But but you definitely had uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Kind of argument. Oh yeah, because Blake thinks we jammed together, and I we had fucking never, did. I had never been to Blake's house. See what I did there? I just kind of never. <laughs> All of our mutual friends jammed with you, but I didn't. I jammed with my neighbor. Maybe you were there. He's just gonna ignore you. No, I'm he, texting. He's I'm still... verifying this. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Okay, here's what I need you to do. <laughs> just it agree didn't with happen. what I'm saying. <laughs> Blake, if we ever did jam together, it would have been at my neighbor's house. <sighs> oh, did he just get... Oh, this is riveting. No. So, anyways, we'll stand you on met... that. This is, this, is a, this is a meet through school kind of scenario, because you went to the same school, I'm assuming. No, we actually didn't. Uh, we did not yeah okay. it was literally just neighbors like because well and elliot you know um who we're talking about i'll do first names like josh yeah. and he he lived yeah. across this like alex lived across the street yeah so did you how like how old were you when you started like like did you guys go to the dip and shit like that because you were right at the dip yeah, that, that must have been how we met. I honestly don't remember how I met Josh. But it must have been back there. with like Somewhere. Yeah. So can I... I know that this is obviously a Fort Richmond thing that I just don't understand. Yeah. The dip. Can I ask what the dip is? It's a little section of dirt jumps hidden in the forest. Okay. And it was a dip? Yeah. There, there, was, were a section, there was one section of it that was kind of... Okay. Down, like it was... Yeah. And okay. it... I kind of figured, but you know, high schoolers would party there at night. Fires there all the time. Yeah, so there was high school kids would party there at night. So there's always broken bottles and shit like that. And then we would go ride our bikes. Kids would go ride their bikes there throughout the day. And then there was also a path out to the trails that led to Kings Park. Gotcha. So it was right near Kings Park. Yeah. Point so out the entrance to you, Elliot. Next time we go. Okay. Sure. Um, so then, okay. So you, Alex, you grew up in Fort Richmond. I did grow up in Fort Richmond and went to school in Fort Richmond. I actually went to St. John's Ravens Court, most oh. fucked up institution oh. in the city. Okay. So here, here. Okay. So here's my question. Wow. So then this is where I was going to lead into this. When did you start going there? Because where did you go to elementary school? SJR. Okay. So you went to S. Okay. Let's just dive it's in. One to ten. It was it was fucking awful. All okay. of it. Every second. Let you talk. Tell me more. Oh man. Well, <laughs> let's just say the first time that I expressed to my parents that I wanted to leave the school was grade three. 
and that's a lot for a kid that age to actually like articulate fuck this place so that's that's i mean my daughter is in grade three right now yeah so i couldn't understand that like this is the place that i shouldn't be learning i'm not comfortable here it just like it didn't nothing made sense there and like all the fucking people sucked and it, it was just dog shit and so yeah my parents didn't let me out until grade 10 so i had to figure out how to get myself out of there and all my attempts just didn't work so like i went through seven years of trying to get myself expelled so just, to, before wow. we get into that because i want to see how far we can get into that but what like, <laughs> at in grade three what makes a kid because i can't i mean i was picking my nose and chasing girls around the playground at, at in grade three i didn't know where the, i didn't i don't know where the fuck i was so like how what is it teachers is it students is it other parents like what what was it about that place that made you not comfortable like that just didn't jive it was like a combination of everything and just plus like the actual school itself it's just it's such a huge big building Massive. and like it's it's nicer than some parts of the u of m yeah you know and so like it's just an intimidating place for a small kid also yeah who's never really been around an environment like that mm-hmm. well, and all of a sudden they go there they're in a uniform everyone looks the same and like i don't know it's it's just weird it was weird Okay, so I don't I don't want to get off topic, but you did bring up something that I've had a debate about with my cousin in the UK before. So in the UK, everybody wears uniforms. That's just how it is. So I'm going to bring this up to you because I'm sure you're going to have an opinion on it. My argument to him is like, why the fuck would you make a kid wear a uniform? I'm like, it's very prison-esque. It's very like, it, it's just, it, to me, it's just gross. I don't know. His so- argument to it was probably where i was thinking his Go. argument to it was to plan their outfit for the day <clears throat> it's not that his argument to it and i kind of got it it was you're not you're then not putting people now it's i think it's a little different in canada but he said you're not putting you're not basing your opinion on someone about what they're wearing you don't have a kid that doesn't have the newest jordans getting bullied because they don't have the newest jordans you don't have the kid one kid wearing a DC hoodie and one kid wearing a hoodie from Walmart. You don't have all of that segregation. And I was like, that's a really interesting take. I said, I don't think that applies in Canada because being at private school, it's just, it's an elitist mentality anyways. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, in the UK, it's just every, mm-hmm. that's just normal. That's just what they do. So yeah, like, it's funny that you bring that up because um, grade 10 is when I switched over to Vincent Massey. Yeah. And hey! Like, my first day of Vincent Massey, I wore just what I always wear, you know, skin tight black jeans that look yeah. like they're fucking painted on and a Motley Crue t-shirt. Yeah. And like, Are you I wearing that more... right now? No, I'm wearing a Gigi Allen shirt that says, I hate people <laughs> and you're a people, Blake. <laughs> but uh yeah so my first day at massey i made more friends than i had at sjr out sure. of my 10 years there and it's just because like people were actually interested in the person that i was rather than like if worried about like if you're gonna make them look uncool by being seen with you or something like that like yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. it's hard well, to that's, explain. A, that's a that's a testament to the quality institution that is vincent massey collegiate relax so. let's just don't <laughs> don't don't even fucking go there. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have made that. That those types of friends at another South Winnipeg high school. Yeah, you would have probably been. 
you probably would have been shunned and ostracized immediately. Treated like I was at SJR. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how did you get out of SJR, Alex? And what led to you getting out of SJR? I honestly don't know why my parents finally let me leave. Oh, no, actually, I do. Okay, I thought... I thought you were in charge of that, but (laughs) you accomplished your goal. I was never in charge of that. I I had so uh, more. As Blake and I have talked about, um, the person I came out of, we'll say, because I'm not comfortable saying the M word related to this human, um, is probably the worst human I've ever known in my entire life. So she needed to have her little prestigious boy at SJR and all that stuff to say mm. to the people that didn't even like her so that she could impress them and shit, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, the tipping point was when I was going into grade 11. The only electives at SJR were either band or art and then law or debating. And then you chose your science. And that was it. Those are the only electives in the entire curriculum. and yeah me being the creative person i am i was just like well i want to take band and art and i can't really do that and so this is when she threw this whole fit was just like oh this is unacceptable my boy needs to be creative and you know all this bullshit (laughs) putting on the abs like she so it's her idea yeah so so yeah she's like i need to save him and get him into this place where he can be and so the funny thing as like you guys know going through the public school system is um prerequisites right so me going into the school in grade 11 i didn't have any of the fucking prerequisites to take any of the courses that i actually wanted to (laughs) which is hilarious because it backfired even more (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but the good news is i got to take band and art all throughout high school so that was fun the woman you came out of saved the day Anyways, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but yeah, so like even before that, like trying to get out of SGR, like I was lighting fires. I wanted I was, to know if you'd go down like, this road. Vandalizing the school and shit. I was assaulting people and teachers and like yeah, it was it like it got out of hand. And just like the most ridiculous thing about that school and my parents in that situation was like they were like, there's so much wrong with Alex. They didn't even consider that, like, the place isn't where yeah. I was supposed to be. Yeah. 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 The toxicity of the location is so, what's resulting in you. Yeah. And the only reason that I have a negative outlook about that place is because of, like, how much I was forced to participate in it. And, like, if I was removed from it when I should have been, um, I would have recognized that, like, it's not a bad place. And, like, now I can see that, obviously, because I'm older and have kind of, like, reflected yeah. on it and shit. But like, yeah, it has a purpose. If you want, if your kid knows out of the womb that it's going to be a lawyer, doctor, famous debater, philosopher, whatever the fuck, then it should go there. But if it's going to be a normal human, then it shouldn't. (laughs) Well, I mean, like for us too, like I, like even when we went there to play hockey, because I played a lot of hockey at Mm -hmm. Dutton and the the side the barn like the stair spiral staircase up the there. silo yeah 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 the silo yeah I um, smoked so much weed in there <laughs> <laughs> they every time we were there like you just it's just I, 
what you what you said like you just feel weird you know you're at a private school like i don't know how to yeah. explain it yeah it's like it's it's you feel like the aura yes you, can, like you, you walk can in see, there and you just feel di- like the air feels different you can see like, down that one like you know that how you get from the school to the hockey rink through the sign hallway yeah you can see in there i'm like yeah there's that's where that fucking private school you know what i mean like you can just yeah. tell yeah it always i i i never obviously we've we've talked many times that i never played hockey or anything like that you but grew i up in that area. friends i grew up in the area um friends of mine played on the massey hockey team so i would just go just to go and watch hockey with my friends kind of thing and 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 whatever and going into there was always odd it's weird. yeah you know like and, and and i i mean i'm going into an arena you know what i mean yeah. like i'm not in i'm not in the school i've yeah. been in a million arenas right. more arenas than i could even count yeah. that one sticks with me yeah yeah and as soon as you said the silo it's like they all flooded back it's like oh yeah. I, I remember that right going up the stairs yep. your bag doesn't well you weren't carrying a hockey bag but your bag kind of doesn't really fit it's super awkward and then if someone else is coming down you're like oh fuck like it's just weird yeah then you have to wait on the land yeah 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 and we're also talking like 20 30 years ago for me now you know trying to trying to remember something that far back so it's amazing that it jumped into my head as soon as the silo was was mentioned so one <laughs> one thing that i've always wondered that i've never known about str so i yeah i'll spill choose, all the beans whether they choose to admit it or not i was approached by st paul's to play hockey and volleyball there and they claim that they don't recruit and they're not like whatever i won't get into st paul's but my answer was no glad i didn't however part of the reason i wasn't interested in it is because there's a religious aspect to st paul's i've mm. always never known does sjr have a religious aspect to them do you have like i remember like i know at sjr they are uh fucking st paul's they have like it's full-blown catholic yeah so, it's not like full-blown but i remember um from grades one to five um because i was originally it was grades one to six but i was the first grade six class to break the cycle of that so let's just say grades one to six would all have an assembly every school morning in uh, one of the halls in the elementary school wing of the school. And um, it would basically just be like an introduction to the day the principal would be there, all the teachers would be there and shit. And there'd be like morning announcements and stuff. And we'd sing O Canada and have to say the Lord's Prayer, which was, or maybe it wasn't the morning. It was either in the morning or at lunch, we'd have to say it. I can't remember. It's interesting because the Lord's the Lord's Prayer was something uh, that I remember in elementary school is something that we did all the time, and then they kind of took that away. So the fact that we're fast forwarding to the time twenty years later, I do think we're supposed to be doing it, and then all the kids started going home, being like, "We're doing this," and then some of the parents were just like, "You shouldn't be doing that," because obviously there's Jewish kids that go to that school, right? Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't so know. You're weird. Are you um are you a religious gentleman? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, let's not. let's I'm not an, let's not answer the question right away. Let's think about it for a second. <laughs> so I was it's funny, Alex and I were talking about this ahead of time and I'm like, Yeah, you know, like Elliot and I are big on open ended questions, you know, having conversations and 
this one popped into my head. I was like, I just want to hear the answer to this question. So I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> we, 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 I think we knew the answer to this question. I did. And that's why I said thing it. Is I, actually, I actually decided that at a very young age, when I was 13, I decided that I was going to be full-blown atheist for the rest of my life. And the event that caused that was my best friend's brother being murdered. And he was murdered by a stray bullet from a gang fight two blocks away from where he was. Hit in the chest, killed within seconds. That's some G-baby shit. And he was training to be on Team Canada for boxing. Had three brothers, full family, everything. So my little brain was like, if like we're all taught that like God's the reason for all of this stuff, like why would God take this person away that every human loved that met him you know and so that was that was 100% the turning point for me yeah you know we've had conversations about religion on this before on this show before um and I mean I'm very openly atheist as well um but I and it's for the exact reason Alex that you are saying it's like we're we're just so brainwashed by this this topic that it's like you know i'm not even going to say the worst things that i want to say but like the 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 worst of the worst in this world can happen and they're like well you know it's god's plan because if you don't do this and and it's like shut the fuck up like exactly (laughs) it, it just like i i i i don't know how to word this like it someone attempt like people in my life attempted to get me interested i'm gonna word this as broadly as i can and i just nope (laughs) nope not for me yeah it's never gonna be one of those things for me no ever 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 and you know erica it's interesting elliot i wonder if you guys have ever had this conversation like when we talk about my sister and my brother-in-law my brother-in-law was his dad is a, a massive figure in the church um from where they're from and my sister's never been religious and now they've got a, my niece and my nephew so my sister's philosophy on it is we'll introduce it she can make her decision on it in the end and eric and i have decided the same thing if our kid comes home from school one day and says who's jesus okay well i'm not going to deprive you of it but we're going to have a real very very honest conversation about it i think a kid is allowed to make their own decision mm-hmm. but i was wondering if you if it was pushed on you in school but it sounds like maybe there wasn't that aspect of it at sjr or at least not no. heavily influenced no it wasn't really pushed on us at all it was just the lord's prayer thing and that was it yeah fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> wow all right yeah. what about so, sorry, yeah, like sorry no i was just gonna say so you did uh, you you mentioned the the elective aspect, the art, the the music, and that aspect of things. Did you what else What else did you do? Were you a sports guy? Did you? So I actually did play like sports that? in school. I played volleyball in grade six, and okay. in grade ten was it grade ten or was it grade nine? I can't remember. One of those years I played basketball. So okay, and that was pretty much it. But what about the sports you got good at? The sports I got good at were the sports yeah. I did outside of school. Yeah, so that was like mountain biking and jumping bikes and stuff like that, snowboarding. Because that's one thing that I I knew about you was that you were 
quite good. And I, I remember specifically snowboarding. Mm -hmm. How did that start? I don't even know how it started, to be honest. But once I started it, I just fell in love with it. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was like making my parents drive me to Stony to be there every day it was open from morning to close, whatever. And uh, yeah, it was just so much fun. It's probably just kids being kids, right? Like when I was younger, like, I played Tony Hawk Pro <clears throat> Skater, and then I needed to, I needed to have a skateboard, and then you get good at like I I, I was the same thing with skateboarding. I in the summertime I'd get on the bus and take the bus down to the forks, and my parents wouldn't see me for twelve hours, and then we'd come home. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then you find a way to do that in the summertime or in the wintertime when you strap on the snowboard. Like it was kind of the same thing with me. But totally. was there a point ever where? Because you, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but you were on a team at one point. Like you, this was a real thing for you for a while. Yeah, it was just like a friend's team that we started. Okay. But uh, we actually ended up getting hooked up by a few shops and just getting like a whole bunch of discounts around, like nothing crazy. Nice. Yeah. Well, discounts are discounts. It's still fun. Yeah. And you, discount do, you discounts. do you still, uh, you still snowboard? A little bit but not nearly as often as I used to kind of pisses me off to snowboard now. It's a whole thing. Eh? Especially like when you're in Winnipeg, it's like, it's a whole fucking goddamn thing. Cause That's... like when you're little, everything is so exciting, but now yeah. that like I'm 30, it's like, okay, to actually have a good time snowboarding, I have to spend like $5,000 yeah. to go somewhere, like pay for the yeah. list tickets and everything. And like, mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> that's all that was the... if you do it here, you're riding a hill that has the elevation of like 18 meters. <laughs> that's exactly it. Well, like... that's and that's what I thought, too, when I came back from Lake Louise, because I like I had grown up as a child skiing all my life. And then when I went to Lake Louise, you I really are snowboard. You strike me as a skier. <laughs> I wasn't even good. I could do it. <laughs> That's an insult. I was better. Than, I was better than I was better than a lot of my friends because we live in fucking Manitoba where it's flat, and my Sorry. parents would take us to BC and Alberta all the time. And yeah, you were yeah, one of the spoiled that. kids. See, I could oh, never do that because my parents went to school were fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I learned how to snowboard, and then when I came back, I remember going with a friend to Holiday Mountain. Yeah, and and it was just you're like, what the a, fuck is this? It's like. <laughs> I, I go up the chairlift and I and I and I and I strap in and I ride for two minutes and I'm at you're the on the chairlift longer than you're on the yeah like yeah. there there were times in Louise where I would go up two two lifts and then not see another lift for fifteen or twenty minutes yeah oh yeah minutes you know and oh. just go around and go here go there stop there do this go down over this way cut across there down oh now we have to take a lift up yeah and oh here's a cat track let's walk down that oh what here's a lift we've never seen before exactly. yeah <laughs> where am i yeah, yeah. It, it's just and and so coming back and doing like i can i can absolutely agree with what you're saying about just what to to actually enjoy yourself doing it yeah sure we can go to spring hill we can go to holiday mountain we can go to assisipi yeah, like the but... past few times I've gone snowboarding, it's been to Falcon, and Falcon's amazing. It's a great facility. So what I'm saying is not against them by any means. But like, how many times can you do the same run with the same three obstacles on it? 
Well, mm-hmm. and that's my so that's because when I was snowboarding, I was working at Sport Check at the time, and at that time, Sport Check, if you brought your paste up to Holiday Mountain, they gave you a free lift ticket. Oh. So I was at Holiday Mountain almost every weekend at one point, mm-hmm. and at that time, it was like it was worth it because I got the free lift ticket. Cram a couple buddies in my beat up Chevy Lumina, snowboards between our heads while we drive out there, super dangerous, whatever. Like, you know, like it was it was a good time. But now I think about doing that. I'm like, why the actual fuck would I drive, would I drive two, two hours to like, holiday? Right? Like that's terror. Yeah. And then and, and they didn't have a good park. They had a you can see people offloading at the top from the like the right. parking lot. Right. And it was like they had a park and it was like I I could build what they have. We could build what they have in the city and I could not drive two hours to do this. Yeah. Like, you know? Exactly. It was it was so way cooler up... when we were little. Yeah. Like, that's what so, I'm saying. Like, when when everything bigger, was bigger. Hell yeah. What we ended up doing was uh one of my friends actually lived across the lake from where Blake lives now. And um he would build a snowboard jump over his fence yeah. onto the little lake. Dope. We we would end up hitting that, and he stole and, a handrail from Cinema City and put that in the snowbank. Also, it's great. <laughs> and we did that at Margaret Grant. We had, oh yeah, that's right. There was the little setup at Margaret Grant. Yeah, like there was times where there was every year was a little different. We never set it up. Some I don't I never even knew who set it up, but there was um, a tube and a rail. Usually there was a culvert. Yeah, like a culvert tube at one point. There was a rail. There was a few jumps. There was a box a couple years. Like it was enough to go fuck around for a couple hours and not have to drive to holiday. I, I enjoy yeah. going to holiday, just like the nostalgia of it. But yeah, like it, it, it was definitely not necessary. And I think about it now and I'm like, no wonder my so parents didn't want to fucking take me there. Like, yeah. yeah, no kidding. And yeah, what are they going to do? I'd right? like to think, I'd like to think that I could snowboard still. That I, I could, still you know, like it's, it's like riding a bike. I, I, I sold my, I sold my snowboard a couple of years back in a, in a garage sale, but I have a I'd like to think that I could quasi nice like ago. riding a bike. We should go to Falcon one of these days. Very I'm just scared. Stuff. Like I, we'll I, I just, I just fell down after three strides skating and my stomach hurts <laughs> for three fucking days afterwards. I don't know if You'll I, be on snow. I don't know. If I, oh yeah. It's going to be so much better. <laughs> no we can start off slow we can do it elliot we can do it i feel like i feel like i could like it, you i think both i know of us how i'll hold your back. hands down the hill while you go down on yeah. your heels right. i'm yeah. on my toes in front of you Pizza. yeah and i'm on and i'm on my heels and behind you going Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're going too fast <laughs> so as we kind of work through this here so that i guess the the snowboarding and all that that kind of would have taken you a bit through high school a little bit after sort of thing yeah i snowboarded until like i snowboarded consistently until probably six years ago yeah five years ago Nice. so i don't know how to transition to this but i'm just gonna straight (laughs) up ask you we've got a note here working with celebrities so working with celebrities i don't know the transition i don't know this part of your life i don't you know, know this story. I, I know how you can transition into that so we just talked about school so what did out of school what did you, what did you do for work there, and i'm not what did you do for out. work you know the, did <laughs> well, you go to university what did you you know like there's all sorts of transitions no you shut just, the fuck up hey shut so you know celebrities eh? 
shut the fuck up this okay but what i will say too is like what we haven't gone through is like alex you and i there's a gap right we had that time in our childhood and then just lots to touch and then we've reconnected in the last couple of years again and, and gotten really close but there is that middle ground and there there i know i know some of your story but not a lot of it so as elliot so eloquently put tell us what you did for work <laughs> Well, right out, right out of high school, I moved to Los Angeles for a few months, and no. I was doing music stuff down there, which was super fun. And then when that ended, I came back to Winnipeg and started a residency at Stereo Nightclub. Which one's Stereo? Yeah, Pharaohs cool. for you older folk. Which one's Pharaohs? We'll go back one more. Um, we gotta go further. Where is it? Oh, it was something before. Is it the Canadians uh, Windsor Park? Yeah, Canadians went to oh, Cowboys. Euphoria. No. Yeah. Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was yeah. before Pharaoh's Day. <laughs> but it's that's... U4IA. Yeah. Just so yeah. So what I did there was actually pretty cool. I played guitar with the DJ over like all the electronic music and stuff, which was so much fun. And then um through that, basically just networking through the people that came through and meeting people that work for promotion companies. And somehow I got picked to be what's called a runner. So basically, if an artist comes in, you're you're their bitch for the day. If they need anything, they have your cell number, they'll call you for it, whatever. So I was driving around people like Mad Child and Tech Nine in my shitty 2005 Rav4 Plus, like all around Winnipeg and like to the venues and stuff. And what? like, it was fucking hilarious. It was a great time. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> go on. So you, you, how do you, okay. How can you name us your five favorite that you hung out with? Uh, Mad Child yeah, and Tech okay, Nine so sound pretty dope. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. Number one's Raekwon. Oh 100%. my God. He's an original member of Wu Tang. For those that don't know, yeah. Wu Tang's one of my favorite. See him in October. That's yeah, all time. Yep, me too. Got my tickets. And uh, after Raekwon, probably would have been Waka Flocka Flame, because he's oh, just one of the he's one of the funniest humans I've ever met, and just like genuinely funny, not even try hard funny. So that was really impressive. Um. <clears throat> I don't know. It's also been so long ago that I forget. I've like forgotten who's been around. Sure. Um, oh, there I was one time that I was working with um, swollen members, like as a group, not just Mad Child. Right. And we were in the green room of a venue, and the green room was like upstairs, and you'd had to go downstairs through the kitchen to get to the stage area, but a pipe burst in the kitchen, and there was like four feet of water in the kitchen area because <laughs> it was like below the main level and so like the guys of solo members are like filming this on their phones like laughing super hard the employees are panicking trying to put this pipe back on the roof and shit and like it was it was so funny so that's definitely up there um <laughs> who else yeah i can't even think there's been like so many djs and stuff and they're all just wonderful people that so, i've experienced anyway i guess so my my question is not so w were you working like with this job were you working for a venue or you were who were like how did you 
It was a those promotion. people weren't all performing at Stereo, before. right? No, 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 no. That wasn't for Canadians. It was for a separate promotions company, which I won't name drop. Okay, fair enough. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. In my brain, you this was all through Stereo, but it wasn't. No, this is all um, post-Stereo. Got it. Okay. So, from there, like... Was this was this going to be a career like where like what I don't know I've never really had like a career mindset it's always kind of just been like what's what's going to happen next let's see what happens next and roll with it and if that's not something that makes me happy then on to the next thing right because I know because I know you did that and then like from there wasn't there a point where you were living in a van yeah I lived in a van (laughs) for like three months just cause, and right? It's, like it's that's not, not a... it's not because I was homeless. I chose yeah. to do this and still had a home while doing sure. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I had a roommate that was taking care of my place while I was gone. But um it's funny because that that whole thing was only supposed to be a two-week trip. <clears throat> and it, it ended up being three months long. Uh the whole plan was to go to a music festival in Quebec, which was okay. the first, or no, that wasn't even the first stop of my trip because I went through Toronto to visit friends, I went through Ottawa to visit friends. And then I made it to Quebec City where the festival was. And then after that, I just like gallivanted across the states. And uh, oh, going over the border was one of the funniest things in the universe. Um, I went through at Niagara and I still had like an eighth the weed left on me that I obviously uh-huh. can't take through the border. So I smoked all of it in my van oh my and uh, behind a gas station in Niagara. <laughs> And then, um, like, put my bong and shit in a plastic bag and, like, sketchily walked to the dumpster and <laughs> put it all in and then drove to the border crossing. <laughs> and then, so I get to the border crossing and uh, there's one car in front of me and I see this, like, grumpy guy dealing with them and everything. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, this guy is going to stick his fingers up my ass and the whole night. <laughs> We're going to get to know each other real good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So like I'm kind of like mentally preparing the speech I'm gonna say for this guy to for him to not finger me, basically. And uh <laughs> and then uh, the next the curb in front of me goes and then he gets out of the little booth and like puts his hand up for me to stop and then crosses. And then this like five foot ten fucking supermodel walks into the booth. And so now I'm all flustered because I have to change my game plan. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And so now um, I pull up and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I just finished going to a music festival. I have a bunch of time and money left over from my original plan. So like, I'll, I'll probably be a few weeks. And um, she was like, okay. And then like, kind of like peeks in the driver window of my van. Like what the fuck's going on in there? And she's like, I'm going to have to take a look in there. And I'm like, okay. I walk to the back and I open up the French doors on the side and I just sit on the bench and just like wait for her to do her thing and she comes in and she sits right next to me and just starts looking around and under her breath she goes this thing is so fucking cool (laughs) and I was like what she goes nothing and then like she's still looking around and like gets out hands me my passport and says have fun and so that's how I crossed the border will do (laughs) see ya yeah ridiculous that is the only time i haven't got searched i wasn't even wearing a fucking shirt i had a beard down to my belly button like half my hair was purple like she should have searched me but <laughs> she should have profiled the shit out of you 
yeah like there's one time i went across the border with my friend who was black and like i'm pretty sure he's the reason we got searched <laughs> I mean, let's be honest yeah yeah um yeah anyway so i'm on this trip and um i'm like halfway through of where i want to be and i wake up just outside of burlington colorado at a rest stop start my van um and go on my way and like six miles into this i hear three super loud bangs all the power cuts off none of the lights are fucking on on my dash my power steering cuts off um like the abs is gone so i just put it in a neutral kind of coast to the side and uh like everything's dead i couldn't even put on my flashers or anything <laughs> so i'm like this is not good oh, yeah i oh, guess i'm God. living here now yeah i guess i live in colorado now <laughs> so like, what the fuck do i do so i call caa and they're like well you're in america call triple a so i'm like okay thanks and then so i call them and they, they send a guy and um he's like well where do you want to go and i'm just like I, I, where the fuck can i go i don't know where am i <laughs> i just want to go home yeah. <laughs> um and uh he was like well we can go back to burlington and find a shop and i was just like yeah sure okay like whatever you can find that's closest so we go back there and um he drops me off at a shop and they're like i forget what exactly went wrong with it it was so long ago but basically um i had metal shards in my motor which is an irreparable kind of issue feels like those shouldn't be there exactly they shouldn't 100 percent. so my only <laughs> I'm not options... a car guy but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah so my only options were basically a new car or a new motor and where i was was so remote that there weren't any really like used motors around right really so basically i had to pay like 10 grand to get something going and i was not down with that so i'm sitting outside this uh this auto shop just chain smoking darts kind of panicking and not knowing what to do and then um I just decided to call the police because I was like, who's going to know the area better, right? Okay. So I called the police and I'm just like, hey, I'm not from here. I was on a trip. My van broke down. I just need like a little bit of help or advice or something. And they're like, okay, we'll send a car down. And so they send a car down and this guy puts me in cuffs, puts me in the back of the car and runs my ID and shit just to make sure I'm not dangerous because I look super fucking homeless. And yeah. Uh, how we landed on handcuffs but okay i don't blame him yeah but um he was like are you the guy that called and i was just like yeah so i don't know maybe he thought i was trying to turn myself in for something but the other thing that my brain goes to is are you trying to like set them up or trap them to like yeah they don't know what's going on right exactly so i just like i complied with everything sat in the back he ran my shit everything was fine and so we get out and he's like okay there's this guy in town that, uh, well, he doesn't work for Uber, but he's like an Uber. He just, he drives people around for money. I'm like, okay, um, what, what's he going to do for me? And he's like, well, the Greyhound picks up in Goodland, which is like a couple hours away. So like, maybe he can take you or something. And I was like, okay, cool. Give him a call. And he's like, oh, uh, nah, I'll go try to find him. <laughs> <laughs> one of these kind of small towns, one of those right? yeah so i'm like okay go fucking find this guy wherever the fuck he's gonna be whatever i'll just keep sitting here chain smoking darts and so 
I watched the police officer pull out onto the main street. He turns right and like 600 meters down takes another right into a gas station. And I see him walk into the gas station and 85 seconds later comes out with a soda and back in the car and comes right back to me. (laughs) And he gets out, cracks the soda, takes a sip and goes, well, I didn't find him. (laughs) You went to one fucking place. How do you know that you couldn't find him? You tried super fucking hard. So thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like you just wanted a break and go get a drink. Right. Right. He uh, He was like, but um, I was telling like the woman what I'm doing and everything, and she's going to Goodland after her shift. And I was like, oh, so like, do you think I could go and like ask her for a ride, give her some money? And he was like, well, that's what I proposed. And she said she'd be down for it, but you just have to wait until after her shift and go and like arrange it with her. And I was like, okay, cool. So I end up just tossing my keys to one of the guys at the van because there's clearly no saving this thing i can't afford to bring it back home and then get myself home at the same time so so i go walk over to this gas station i see this woman who is so pregnant like minutes (laughs) like minutes don't scare her yeah (laughs) don't scare her like if your phone's on vibrate take it out of your pocket exactly and um, I'm, I'm assuming that's the one. It's the only person in there. So I go talk to her. I'm just like, hey, I'm the guy who stuck. Uh, the police officer said you could take me to Goodland. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm off in like five hours. So if you're okay to wait for that, um, then yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll take you. And I was like, cool. So I went outside. No, first I bought three more packs of cigarettes. Then I went outside. <laughs> finished them. <laughs> and finished one of those packs. Looked up for the first time and saw that there's a subway. Got some food. Finished the rest of the cigarettes. She's off work. We get into her car and on the way home, she's like, we just have to pick up some beers for my husband. I forgot my ID. Like, do you mind doing that? I'm just like, no, sure. That's totally fine. Um, So we get to the beer store. (laughs) I've I've seen this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At this point, point, like I'm just kind of just ready for what's going to happen next, you know, because I don't fucking know what's going to happen next. (laughs) Right. So, so um we get to the beer store and i was just like what does he want and then she tells me and as i'm getting out um she was like oh and also like a few blunt wraps too and i'm just like okay sure um so i go and get everything we go in the car and then she's like okay i have to pick up one of my kids because we're going to visit grandma and i'm just going to drop this stuff up for the husband and i'm just like cool and uh get to her place she takes the stuff goes into the building comes back out with a child who is how do I put this lightly so black <laughs> and she is the color of a sheet of paper okay and, um, and then she goes and gets another kid that is very 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 much closer to her skin tone okay which I found kind of funny <laughs> I don't know I probably shouldn't but I did and uh, then we start going and we stop at McDonald's. She gets her kids some food. And then we're on the highway. Literally within 30 seconds of being on the highway, she pulls out a blunt that I guess her husband rolled while she was inside and goes, you smoke? And I go, yep. And then she just lights it <laughs> in the car. Two kids in the back. I was going to say kids. Super pregnant. Super pregnant. 
and I mean, like, fuck, that's that's not my kid, so who am I to fucking say anything, right? Pass me the blood. I, I just go for it. So we share a couple on the way to where the Greyhound is supposed to pick up, and we get there, and it's like a desolate area. Like, it doesn't look like where the Greyhound's supposed to pick up, but I Google it. That's what it says. So I say thank you, give her a hundred bucks, get out, and then go like to the building that's there. And it's fucking locked. <laughs> so um, I called Greyhound and they said, oh yeah, it hasn't been updated on our website yet because it's been such a recent change. It was literally like three weeks worth of a change. So where the Greyhound picks up is like eight miles from where I am. <laughs> it's August. It's like plus 42. And I'm in a field in Kansas. And uh, I just I just start walking to where Google Maps tells me the pickup place is. It's at a McDonald's by some hotels like on the other side of the town that I'm at. And so I keep walking and I see a police station. And again, I'm thinking maybe they can help. So I walk over to the police station. They can't really do anything. They just like give me proper directions of where to go. So I'm walking through this town. It takes like two hours to get to where I need to go. And I find the address of the pickup place and it's a McDonald's and like, I'm not going to wait in a McDonald's for that long. So I also don't know like where to buy my ticket or anything. I don't right. That's what I'm wondering. Where do you get a ticket at this point? Yeah. So I find the McDonald's and I see across from the McDonald's is a hotel. So I go in the hotel and (laughs) at this point, not only am I looking extremely homeless, but now I'm so goddamn sweaty and smelly. And I get in this hotel and this poor woman behind the desk just looks at me in borderline terror. And the words out of my mouth were, I swear to God, this is exactly what I said. I said, I'm not homeless or broke. I just need a little bit of help. (laughs) I just need a fucking nap. And um, like, she could tell from looking at me that I was no danger or anything. So she's like, what do you need? And I was like, I tell her like about the Greyhound and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, okay, here's what I'll do for you. I'll order your ticket. There's a couple that checked out early. So their room is still occupied for a few hours. Why don't you go take a shower? And like, I was so grateful for that. So I go take a shower. I come out. She's booked my ticket for me and everything. And um, it tells me when it picks up, which is in six hours from now. So um, she tells me very politely that I can't stay at the hotel for six hours. And like, I fully, fully understand that. Fair. So I yeah. think I thank her again, um, walk out of the hotel and next to the McDonald's on the other side is a big, like stereotypical cartoon orange neon sign that just says bar. So I guess that's where I'm going. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two 30 in the afternoon, maybe two at this point and um i walk in the lobby of the hotel and it smells like stale beer and cigarettes so i'm just immediately comfortable just feel I hear like you're faint- at home that's what I, yeah. yeah exactly i hear faint metallica coming from the left so i look over and i see the door to the bar i walk in and i swear to god this door must have been soundproof to all hell and back because it was so loud in there these two dudes just sitting at the bar um, both looked like 70-year-old bikers, and those are the only people in there. And so I sit at the bar like a few seats over, 
and wait a couple minutes because there's no bartender coming or anything. So I look over to the guy closest to me and I say, hey, where the fuck's the bartender? And he just like looks at me. It's him. It's fucking him. Looks yeah. at me, like keeps eye contact as he gets up, pushes a stool and then walks around and says, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> Two of the biggest, coldest, cheapest beers. <laughs> and uh, he goes to the other end to the tap, pours one, slides it down the bar like 10 feet and I pound it. By the time he's ready to slide the other one, I'm already done. And then so I pound that one. I just say, I just say two more. And then he brings me two more. And um, Metallica just keeps playing. Like they're playing the album Ride the Lightning. And uh, the music festival I went to to actually begin this trip was just to see Metallica. And so I strike up conversation. I'm just like, oh, I saw these guys a few weeks ago. The show was like unbelievable, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And um, then we start talking. And uh, one of the guys leaves, so I'm stuck with the guy who was the bartender. But apparently, he's just a regular that they let pour. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of small town. Yeah, uh, that's that funny. Kind of small town. And um, his name was JT. He was the sweetest guy ever. Um, we, when we were talking about Winnipeg, I was talking about like the issues of stabbing and stuff. And he goes, ah, shit, I've been stabbed one time before. And I was just like, really? Fuck, like, was it bad? He was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It was just my old lady. <laughs> what the and then Alex you? went, oh yeah, I'm in Colorado, right? How do you just like casually graze over your fucking old lady stabbing you like that? And he goes, well, it's right here. And he pulls his shirt up, like way up. And there's like four little teeny lines that go down and she was like yeah she stuck me with a fork one day i made her pissed off or something i forget what he said but yeah so his wife ended up stabbing him with a fork in the fucking chest (laughs) and uh we bonded over that pretty heavily and um yeah so we just drank and chatted for the next six hours until the greyhound came and um he was just like ah take the bus tomorrow you're coming stand with me i'm cooking you dinner and i'm just like as much as I would love to, I genuinely wanted to, but like I also wanted to go home. Yeah. So it, you don't want to have of, another hiccup. If one more, 24 more hours is 24 more hours of room for error. Yeah. And like I also don't know if JT's going to fucking like cut me up and put him in his next two or whatever. Yeah. So. Right. Or he might finger your butthole. And he might finger my butthole. <laughs> he might finger my butthole. Yeah. Uh, you no already escaped going. that. So you don't want to want anybody to <laughs> my butthole. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Sounds even amazing. wipe because I don't like going your butthole. So then you just got home. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I don't know if I oh, oh, you know what? Don't tell him because this might make him actually listen to it. And 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 I want him, yeah. Perfect. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so I part ways with JT. We hug. It was glorious. Um, I'm walking to McDonald's and I'm shit faced. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, how drunk are you at this point? extremely (laughs) these beers were like the mugs you see in australian cartoons (laughs) gigantic yeah and i had at least 15 of them so um they were two dollars and 37 cents each and like yeah so big ridiculous america um walking towards the mcdonald's i see this group of people that looks like they smoke weed so i walk up to them and i'm just like yo does anybody have any weed and um, they say that's what we're trying to figure out. One guy went in the gas station. He's trying to trying to see what he can find. And then this guy comes out like thunder stomping, just like looking around, kind of like shakily. 
says, uh, sorry, boys, apparently it's much easier to get heroin here. And then just goes in the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Quick. (laughs) Very quick. Very, very quick. So heroin guy goes in the bus and we just keep talking amongst our little group outside for the next like 45 minutes until the bus takes off. And I guess he just went in the bathroom to shoot up because he's asleep in his seat, (laughs) just chilling. And uh, so while we're driving, oh, yeah, I guess I should say we're going to Denver because that's where I booked a flight out of to go home. So on the way to Denver from Goodland, Kansas, um, I make friends with a guy on the bus. His name's Tony. He's uh, an older guy that is going to visit his daughter outside of Boulder, from what I remember. And... um, heroin guy wakes up and he just jumps in our conversation super friendly and kind so we're just all talking until we get to denver basically we get to denver it's like two in the morning and heroin guy tony and i decide we're gonna find some more weed so the greyhound drop off in downtown heroin guy i forget his name i feel so bad about that but he's he's heroin guy now (laughs) um the greyhound drop off was like downtown Denver where all the fucking homeless people hang out and shit. So we get out there and we just start asking people like, hey, do you have any weed? Do you have any weed? Blah, blah, blah. And we eventually find enough to roll like five, six joints, enough for all of us. And uh, we smoke them all and everything. And heroin guy goes on his way. And as soon as heroin guy leaves, there's like a 10 second moment of silence between Tony and I. And then he goes, oh, fuck, Ruby. And I'm, I'm like confused. I look at him I'm like, Who, who's Ruby? Who's and he takes, Ruby? This, he takes this Pringles can out of his backpack that has holes poked in the lid, opens the lid, dumps the can, puts his hand out, and it's a little mouse that like doesn't try to run away, just stays in his hand. That's Ruby, his little pet mouse. And I'm just like, man, Tony, like how, how do you have Ruby? Like how has she survived this whole time? And he was like, well, I started my trip in New York when I was getting on a bus there. There were some kids that were going to step on her and I didn't want her to die. So I just picked her up and I had this empty can. So that's what she went in. And it was just like, it was so weird, but so heartwarming at the same time that this dude just didn't want this little mouse to die. So I don't know. Super sweet. Um, Anyway, he parted ways. I went to my hotel and woke up promptly at nine in the morning when all the dispensaries open so I could get some real weed. And um, this was before Canada had legalized. So this is pretty much only when Colorado and California, I think, had like legalized recreational and medicinal and all that stuff. So I'm ready for some fucking supercharged Colorado bud. And I walked to the dispensary that's like 20 meters away from my hotel and get a joint spark it up and i got so stoned <laughs> that i thought i pissed myself but was too self-conscious to like look down and see if there was a wet spot on my jeans you know <laughs> so i'm i'm walking around with my hands in my pockets trying to feel my dick and shit to see if it's all wet and stuff <laughs> but i can't tell because you I'm just also look <laughs> But I can't tell because I'm also really warm. So everything just feels warm and wet at the same time. So I just fucking give up like in the middle of the street, just like spread my legs, look down, see that I haven't peed myself, realized I'm way too high to be in public 
go back to my hotel and order like $40 worth of desserts. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, from there, just waited it out, took a, took a taxi to the airport and was home that evening. Wow. Yeah. Now, how's so, that for an adventure? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't even really Jeez. have any follow-up questions. That was a very no. detailed, um, fucking awesome story. Yeah, I've been thinking about writing a book about it. Because it was just, it was so wild. Like, there's a whole bunch of little shit that I left out, obviously, just to keep it short, even though that right. was still super fucking long. <laughs> right. But <laughs> Well, and you've traveled a lot in general, not just that trip. So, like, yeah, I feel like you could just do, like, a travel diary. Yeah, I could. I mean, where else have you been? Like, what? Like, obviously, that sounds like the most, I don't know if dramatic is the right word. Yeah, it's fair. Like it's, it's, got, it's got layers to it, <laughs> but that, yeah. you know, that, that all came from living in a van and yeah. van ended up dying, ended up essentially finding your way home. To me, that'd be like, I don't ever want to leave my home again, but you decided I just want to go travel more places in the world. Yeah, dude. Like ever since that, I've had a hard on for vans and I just want to do it again. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, as he said, like, a lot of people were just like, why the fuck would you want to do that again? And it's like, well, yeah. it's part of the experience. So now I know what to look for in a van and everything. I'm a little bit more educated with motors and stuff. So, so, so it's you, all haven't, learning. you haven't gone into a van and lived in a van yet, but where, like, where else have you traveled? Like, would you have any favorite places? I've traveled all over the place. I've been all over Europe, um, a couple of places in South America, all over the States. And... This is going to sound like such a cop-out or a lame answer, but honestly, my favorite place ever to go to is Los Angeles. And the reason... It's not a cop-out at all. It's a fascinating place to be. Okay, good. I'm glad you say that. Because... There's a guy in Cookie Monster outfits walking around. Yeah, Yeah, but those ones you have to pay to take pictures with. (laughs) They don't just come up and assault you for free. (laughs) 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 Um, Sorry to catch you up. The reason being, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. And like, you can take that any way, because it also applies to literally any context of anything there. So, I mean, it can be as simple as like, I want to snowboard, surf, and skateboard all in the same day. You can do it if you're in the right place. Like, not necessarily within the vicinity of Los Angeles, but within California, you can. Right. If you plan it out right. And like... I don't know. It's just, it's one of those places that where you go, you actually feel like, holy shit, like the options here are endless and limitless. It's, it's a really interesting place to actually spend like a concentrated amount of time. I went there when I was a kid, we went through there, like as on like a family vacation, I've always wanted to go back to explore Los Angeles. Like we did Disney obviously, but I Mm -hmm. want to go back and do like LA. Like I want to go walk down, rodeo where i can't afford shit and i want like you know what i mean like i want to do all that stuff yeah and like go to a nightclub and stuff out there and just experience totally. it all, everything yeah like i had my 18th in la it was the craziest yeah. time ever yeah that's wild that's absolutely hmm. fucking wild yeah yeah so at los angeles that's the favorite place nice so, so what's next yeah like that's what i was gonna say like we're i want we want to we want to kind of put a bow on it here but i want like like what's next what's next where's alex going who knows man 
I mean, it can be, it can be any number of one of the places. Um, let's see. Well, death. Okay. <laughs> I could be dead soon. One, two um, things that are guaranteed in life: death and taxes. <laughs> and it's tax season, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know if there's like a if we're doing like a five year plan, I guess. Like ideally, I'd want to be job interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what the timeline is here. Five five years seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, seems seems fair. So, <laughs> I guess yeah. There's it's going to be one of three things. I'm either going to be thriving, living in a very small place somewhere very remotely, just being happy away from everything and everyone, or I'm going to be in prison somewhere. Or I'm going to be dead. Okay. If we're going to be blunt about it, I think those are kind of the only three options. Because <laughs> I'm just, I am so fucking sick of society. Yeah. So I think I need to bird. fuck off into a bush somewhere and stay there. <laughs> and you specifically don't like Winnipeg very much. Oh, it's, it's the worst place in the world. I can't fucking stand people that defend the city. I cannot oh, fucking stand. There was this one time. I, there was this one time I was coming back from Los Angeles, and um, I'm in the Minneapolis airport, sitting next to this dude and this woman, and I'm talking to this woman, and um, I would just ask her like, "Oh, well, like, what's the reason you're going to Winnipeg?" And she's saying that she has family there. There's a funeral, blah 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 blah. So I say my condolences and everything. We keep talking, and she's like, "Where are you going back?" I'm like, "Oh, I I live there. I just ended a contract, so I have to go back, unfortunately." And then this fucking dude that looks like the guy in the second toy story that steals the toys uh, fucking turns to me <laughs> and says, what do you mean, unfortunately? Just fucking butts into my conversation. I'm just like, oh, Winnipeg's a shithole. Like, <laughs> you mean, you can't hide that. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Tell me why Winnipeg's a superior city. And he goes, well, the, there's great theater companies and my friends and I do a whole bunch of great stuff. And I'm, I cut them off. So I'm just like, okay. So because of theater companies and your friends, Winnipeg's the best city. And like, he just looks at me like I shot his dog in front of him. Like, offended, <laughs> you know? And like, those are the fucking people that I can't stand. It's just like, you just said two very substandard things that every major city has, right. you know? It's just like, you can't defend Winnipeg because you can do everything normal here. Because <laughs> you can do normal everyday shit. Yeah, like, oh, you can hike, you can kayak. You can ride a bicycle. You can go for a walk. It's just like, <laughs> where can't you do those things? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you can ride a bicycle. Yeah. I fucking hate this place. I'm going to yeah, leave Yeah, and you know what? I think about why I love Winnipeg, and it's like 90% of it is family. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and economically, I like Winnipeg as well, but that's that's about it, right? Like, when I have a friend come over from Hamilton and tell me that my very modest house would be $2 million in Hamilton, I was like, ah, I like Winnipeg. Yeah. See, like for certain things, I totally agree that it makes sense, but yeah. it doesn't make it a good place. <laughs> but my RY is different than your Y, right? So, yeah, of course. But then, different perspectives. And we used to have a segment with our, our previous hosts and you know as we're getting to know you where we would we would tell everybody uh all our guests everyone like Aaron's single you know let's hook him up da, 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 da. super so, single super duper single was the actual term oh. 
my segue into that is I don't know if we're going to do that <laughs> no. with yourself because that's not what you're here <laughs> for. But no, I don't want a partner. You're not looking for it. I don't right? want any of that shit. I don't ever want to be married. I think I've said already that I got snipped three yep. or four years ago. Yeah. So no, none of that Just shit. Me, that... myself, I, Pamela Henderson, we're all oh. good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think we missed anything major, but in closing, do you feel like there's anything that we left out that we skimmed over anything you want to say or elaborate on? Um, no, I think we, uh, we pretty much, got the got the gist the of it I, I hate people <laughs> i don't want to be here that's yeah <laughs> well, we want Van, you to vans are cool We're excited that you yeah, are vans here are cool. <laughs> i think that as we talk about this subject and you know we've gone we've had so many conversations the last few weeks of where we want this show to go and what you know where it's been in the past and you know elliot and i have always taken a very laid back approach to it and alex you bring a lot of structure i mean we didn't go through your your post-secondary but you have a background in a lot of this and so we're just like i think we've uh we've put together a really good group here and i think that you know i think at the end of the day like no matter what from for me anyway i can only speak to myself but whether it's 10 people or ten thousand people it doesn't matter i'm i'm excited to do this and i think we're kind of in a new chapter of this show and uh I'm excited. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. New chapters of everything are always exciting. And that being said, wherever I do end up living, the whole plan is to have internet. Cause I'm still a lazy piece of shit that likes cartoons. So can you need to straighten that <laughs> and podcasting and podcasting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I got nothing. I, uh, I think that was a lot of fun and I learned yeah. stuff too. I like, you know, you, you, you have friends and you get to know them even more. Like, that's why I love fucking love doing this. We've brought, I've brought friends on this show before and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that about you. So it's cool. No doubt. Yeah. This has been fun. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. I think I made comments about just keeping my mouth shut and letting you guys talk for a bit. And that's kind of what happened. <laughs> I would throw out a random thing here and there and, uh, and yeah, I'll edit, that, uh, yeah, I'll was, edit that out later. Though. I know. It's like <laughs> I say something at the beginning and I say something at the end, and that's about the extent of it. So, <laughs> um, this has been a lot of fun, Alex. Thanks, uh, thanks for being candid. Thanks for uh, for obliging us with with a get to know you episode. Uh, I, I hope that uh, that people enjoy it. I'm sure. I feel like uh, a, a quasi regular segment can be uh, tell us about that time <laughs> and just some random some random craziness that occurred in some small town in the oh yeah i left out all the middle of slovakia the what i left out all the band camps i went to see there yeah, we well, go we're not even gonna open that's, that can right now <laughs> that's and that's what we call a tease <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna have an episode in the future and it's going to be called one time at band camp and it's just gonna be oh no i'm so on board hour with that oh my god <laughs> yeah. wow. amazing all right uh all right. thanks alex blake yeah, thank Whatever. you guys too uh, this has been another episode of Geezer and the Kids. Geezers and the Kid, whatever we'll call it. Maybe we'll change the name. Who knows? Probably not. We're not that creative. Well, at least Blake and I. Blake and I aren't. 
I can't create a new logo. So I like Alex's thought process on I am a geezer. <laughs> let me let me be the grumpy old man that I am. Good enough. <laughs> Another episode of Geezers and the Kid, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Nope, me. <laughs> mm-hmm.